Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. You know uh, what Jody said at the first was that Brother Moore says we don't have any idea how thankful. But we can be as thankful as we do know, right? And then we can even be more thankful because we know we don't have any idea how thankful we should be. Amen? In other words, you, you can just expect to get to know more and then you can just be a little more thankful next week than you were this week. Amen? Glory to God. Well, open your Bibles to uh, Psalm 139. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's go at it a little different direction. Keep your keep your finger in Psalm 139 and go to Mark 11. Mark 11. We like to start Mark 11, right? Our Bible's almost just open to Mark 11. You know, that's a good thing because uh, many of us, uh, many of you all uh, came up under Brother Hagen, and the Moors obviously did. And uh, so then we're coming up under Brother Hagen through the Moors. And uh, we want... The faith message, the message of faith, to be a strong message. Amen? Um, we don't want it to fade out in any way. We, how many people have heard a lot of good faith messages? You're thankful for a good faith message. And, uh, you know, faith, um, so many times in our walk of faith, it's, you know, you'll see people, they'll start off strong, and then they'll say, well, I don't know what happened, and I don't know what to do, and what do I need to do? And they start questioning their faith. And, and you know, that's, that's where we need to realize how much God wants to be involved in your next question. Amen? But your next question needs to be a question of faith, not a question in God, question yourself. Amen? Because so many times there's an easy answer, and we're going to look at one easy answer tonight. Just one, one answer. One answer tonight on, on, many, th- on many levels. But uh, the title of the message is The Best Defense. Amen? How many have ever uh, been around football enough to hear the phrase, the best offense is a good defense? Anybody ever heard that? Well, in, in, from what I can tell by studying, the best defense in your Christianity and your walk with Christ is no offense. No O-F-F-E-N-C-E. Amen? Offense is the enemy of faith. It's the enemy of love. It is the enemy of things happening in our life. it's, It's the enemy of God's ability in you because it will take away many of the things that God desires us to do because we're too busy in offense to hear from God. Amen? And so we don't want to get into that. Let's look at Mark 11, starting, uh, let's just start in verse 22 like we always do. How about that? Jesus answered, you know, there said, have faith in God. I've heard others say that that means have the faith of God. You could say, have the faith of love. Have the faith of love. And, and, and you know, literally what he's saying, you know, many people try to operate in faith, but they, they forget the love. And that's why he says operate in faith of God because that's the faith of love. When, when we operate in faith without love, we're nothing. Isn't that what it says in 1 Corinthians 13, what, about 2? It says, if I had faith that could move all mountains but had not love. He's still saying I could have faith, but without love means nothing. And, and there are, and you know what? I can think of times in my life that I've tried to operate in faith in selfishness. 
No, no, I know none of y'all have done that, so I'm going I'm to warn you right here with my, with my experience, don't do that. It won't work. Selfish faith cannot be backed by love. Faith backed by love always works. Selfish faith, it's nothing. It means nothing. It's a zero is what that word means. Nothing means zero. And, and that's what faith without love is. And this is have the faith of love. Right? Verse 23. For verily I say unto, you, say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. You know, some people just leave that little, those three little words off. They, they say, I can't doubt. Doubt in your head, doubt in your heart, two different things. That's why God said to guard your heart. In Proverbs, he said, guard your heart. You know what? If you feel doubt in your head, it's time to guard your heart. Right? Let's, let's go with your, what your heart knows and not what your head thinks. Because your head doesn't know anything. It only thinks. Your, your head's only designed to think. And we can make it think what our heart knows. We, we can, you can make your mind think what your heart knows. Amen? And, and if we will not allow, if we'll guard our heart and, and not allow that doubt to come in, then we'll, we will stay in what we talked about last week, the possible. We'll stay in the possibleness of God at all times. All things become possible at that time. Why? Because we don't have doubt in our heart. Amen? What we have is we have faith in our heart and we're not mixing anything with it. Right? <laughs> well, you guys better be glad Mrs. Moore's not here tonight. <laughs> but, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. In other words, if you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe in your heart, right? You, guess what? Your, your head cannot believe or doubt. Right? It can act like it does. It can think about believing. It can think about doubting. But it can't do either one. Those things are empowered by your heart. Out of your heart flow the issues of life. Be them good or be them bad. Out of your heart they will flow. Amen? And so that's why God said guard your heart with all diligence. Because you, can't, you don't want to let this in your heart. And people say, well, I think it's in my heart. Well, good news, you just said it just the way it is. You think. And the minute you said you think, it's not. That's the devil. Why would God tell you to think it's, it's in, the doubt's in your heart? God wouldn't do that. Right? right? You know, we, we need to be smart enough to recognize the devil. Amen? If, if it sounds bad and it sounds really stupid, seriously, you know, I've often thought what I need to do sometimes is back up and let God play a video of what I just did and said so that I can see how dumb I just looked and, and sounded. And then I would realize, wait, that can't be God. Right? Because He's wise, smart, and good. Amen? And so we don't need to... We don't need to see what we think. We need to know what we believe. Amen? Knowing what you believe will change your life. And, we, and when, we, when we speak what we believe from our heart and we don't doubt, then, then those things will happen. Amen? Go to the next verse. Therefore I say unto you, what, 
what things soever you desire when you pray. Now, how many know if you're not walking in love, then your desires will be different than when you are walking in love? Amen? So this is, this is important in this area because what you desire is going to be steered. Steered, is that a word? Steered. Steeredish. It's going to go the way. It's going to go the way that you're loving. If you're not loving, it's going, your desire will be selfish. Right? If you're walking in love, your desires will be godly, lovely. Amen? And this is important because, you know, prayers can get selfish. Amen? You know, and what we're going to talk about is literally selfishness. God's given us ability in love that many times we wish we didn't have. (laughs) Yeah. In other words, when he says to do something and you say, I just can't, he knows you could before you did it. Why? Because he's the one that gave you the ability to do it. Amen? He's given us ability that many times we want to say, no, I don't have that ability. He's like, yes, you do. Indeed, you do. I put it in you. And and through that ability, you know, there's requirements to having that ability to whom much is given. God shed His love abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And in doing so, He gave you ability to forgive. Yeah, and it's a huge ability because without it, you can't do anything else. In, in these verses, let's look at this. Keep going. When, when you pray, go back to the other ones, finish it. When we pray, believe that we receive. Now, first of all, when you pray, your, your, your verse 22 said, have faith, the faith of love. So this would go along with verse 22. We're having the faith of love when we pray. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Why would God be so certain? Because a prayer, a prayer of faith based in love is unfailing. A prayer of faith based in love. Think about James 5 where he says, he says come to the elders of the church, they'll anoint you with oil, they'll pray for you, and the, sick will, the prayer of faith will save the sick and... If he's committed any sins, he'll be forgiven. Why? Because that's what love does. That's what love does. It heals you and it, and it, and it forgives you, right? They're all in one motion, right? And, and, and that's when, when we look at those things and when we look at doing things for God, we want to look at the motive of our heart. It's not just what you do, it's how you do it. it, it's, it, it's, it's it you can pray these pray things whatsoever you desire, and that's great, and believe that you receive them, and you'll have them. And then he, then he goes to verse 25, and, and, he, and he says, now I want you to use your ability to make sure this happens. When you stand praying, forgive. Well, that, 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 t- that takes you right back to the other verse. And he says, when you stand praying, believe, forgive, and believe you receive. Right? Mm-hmm. You can't separate these two. But this is an ability. This, this, is, this is not a curse. This is an ability. This is a God-given ability through love. People who don't have the love of God in them cannot forgive. Amen. They do not have the ability because forgiveness is an act of godly love. Amen? Amen? He forgave us. 
And, and when we say, no, I can't forgive, you don't realize what happened. Yet, I, and I may not realize what happened, but God says, I'll go ahead and give you the ability anyway. You can do it. You don't have to do it with your ability. You can do it with my ability. Amen? And, and that's what he's saying. If you stand praying, forgive. In other words, you're already in faith. It takes faith to forgive. Forgive if you have ought against any, that your Father in heaven also, your Father also which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. In other words, if you can't forgive, I can't forgive. Why? Because it doesn't mean forgiveness became unavailable. It meant you forwent, forwent, forgone, you forego the ability to receive it. Amen? Forgiveness is not something that God whips up when you ask for it. God is forgiving. Love forgives. It's what it does. And so if we're walking in love, we are forgiving. So we're not waiting to, for somebody to ask to be forgiven, but they need to ask so they can have the forgiveness. It's not that we're waiting for them to ask to have forgiveness. If you're waiting for them to ask to have forgiveness, then you're in unforgiveness. Right? And it's going to be a tough road because you ain't even going to be able to pray because it won't do you any good. Right? Does that make sense to everybody? It's important because forgiveness is an ability. It's a God-given ability that puts us in a... We sang the song, More, More Than Conquerors. We are able to conquer unforgiveness. There are people in this world that will tell you, I cannot. I will not forgive. I want punishment. I want justice. We don't want punishment and justice. We want mercy. Amen? You have to walk in forgiveness to want mercy. Amen? And, and, and if, you're going to continue, if we're going to continually judge and, and, and desire justice, then whatsoever things you desire when you pray, you're going to start praying things like, Lord, give them justice. And God's going to say, is that what you want? Justice? I don't want justice. I want mercy. I want it new every day of my life. That way I know it's fresh. (laughs) Amen? Amen. But that's, the world is screaming right now. And we've prayed about some of these things Wednesday night. The world is screaming right now for justice, which tells you that they're walking in no love. And, And the problem you got with that is if you watch the news long enough, They'll convince you that they that they that they should get exactly what they what they deserve. We don't want. I don't want what I deserved, right? I want what he gave me, and I don't want them to have what they deserved. Amen. I want them to be saved. I want them to have the same love I have. Amen. And 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 the thing about it is is I'm not. God is not asking me or you to do something that He didn't give you the ability to do. He never does that. If He tells you to pray for the sick, He gave you the ability, and that's how they get well, not your ability. Amen? If He tells you to minister to the unsaved and the lost, then He gives you the grace to minister to the unsaved and the lost. He gives you the grace and the ability to do everything He'll ever ask you to do. He will never have you step out onto nothing. He won't do it. But, but he, he's the one that said, you don't have to be offended. You don't, not only do you not have to be offended, you don't have to stay in offense. 
And if you are an offense, get rid of it before you ask me for something because I can't forgive you if you can't forgive them. But if you can, and I know you can because, God, because he says, I gave you the ability. Right? And what, do you, what did he say to the man that we talked about last week? If you can believe. If you can believe. And what he said, he literally was saying, you can, but can't, but will you? Will you believe? All things are possible to someone that will believe. All things are po- remain possible to someone that will forgive. Things, things remain. If you walk in love, you're walking in all possibilities are, are, are positive for you. If you're walking in the love of God. Because if you're walking in the love of God, you're extending mercy. You're, you're walking in forgiveness. You're thinking like God. Because you're walking in love. You're now thinking like God. So when you see a situation or a circumstance or a person, you don't think about them the way the human would think about them. Remember, the carnal mind can't understand love. So for somebody that doesn't know God to tell me they know what love is, they don't. They can't even understand it. They can't comprehend it, which is also why they can't forgive. But we can forgive, and it's, a, it's an ability that takes offense out of our life. And if we take offense out of the picture, if we take it out of the picture, then now we have an ability to pray at a level that for, for others, for, for things going on in the world, for whatever you're praying for, you have an ability now that is unfailing. You want to pray unfailing prayers? Pray them like that. Get rid of that. And, and people say, well, how do you forgive? Well, God showed us how to forgive. Look at Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43 and verse 25. He said, I, even I. He, he gave his name twice, I. You can put whatever you I, the Father, I, God. I, the great I am, I, Jehovah Jireh, I, your father, I, even I, am he that blots out transgression for my own sake and will not remember. It doesn't say he cannot remember. It says he will not remember. And, and you know, that is the key to all of this. P- people think if they remember it, then they haven't forgiven. That's not true. If you remember it, dwell on it, allow it back into your life as a part of your fabric, then you now haven't forgiven. But if you remember and say, oh, no, I forgave that. Right? It'd be no different than if God healed you. Say God healed you from a chronic cough, and then one day you woke up and you coughed on it and said, ooh. No, it's time to remember that you were healed. It's time to remember that you were forgiven. It's time to remember that you forgave. Amen? God gives us the ability through faith to remember not what somebody did to us and and to to choose not to do it. It's a choice by faith to forgive. Every day, he could look at you and say, and that Ed, one messed up dude. From way back, he was messing up. But instead, he only remembers what he chooses to remember, which is that Ed 
has been saved by the grace of God, that he's been washed clean by the blood of Jesus, and that he is a man of God. He is, he is a child of the king and the apple of God's eye. And that's what God remembers about us every day. Amen? Because he doesn't remember. He said, I'm not going to remember their sins. I'm not going to hold them to their trans. And see, if he can do that, we're his children. We have that ability in us by being his children. We now have the ability to forgive. It is a huge ability. And it's an ability many times we don't want. Right? You mean, you, mean you want me to love them, God? Can I just say hi to him? No, he wants you to love them. He, he wants you to love them on the same level he loves them. He wants, no matter how bad they hurt you, you to be the one that could go to them and minister the love of God to them. Yeah. And you know, I've heard of people doing that. I've heard of the very person that got hurt ministering the truth and the love of God to the person who hurt them. What were they doing? They were using a God-given ability to do what God wanted them to do in the first place. He made us to do that. He, through Christ, He made us to forgive. He made us to love. He, he gave us the ability to pray beyond what other people can pray. You can pray for people in love and never take what, you know, people, a lot of times people, if they'll, they'll say, well, let me tell you all about my story. You know what? You're, you're, you're being a little dangerous because if you just ask us to pray, we wouldn't have to get rid of all the judgment. Right? If you tell the story, then it's going to be harder. Right? Just tell us that you love God and you need prayer. Amen? Did you, did you know that God doesn't need to hear your whole story to forgive you? Right? When you came forward, did God say, okay, start at the beginning? I'm going to need to hear it all. No, 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 no. Age three. You stole the cookie? Huh? Come on. Bring it out. Thank God he doesn't do that. Right? He's not looking for the whole story. He's looking for a repentant heart. That's all we need. Remember what Jesus said. He said, if your brother comes to you and he sinned against you and, and he, he repents, then, then you forgive him. And how many times do you forgive him? As many times in that day as he comes and repents. I mean, he, threw, he said 70 times 7, but that's a lot. You're going to run out of time in the day if he keeps repenting that often. And if he actually is repenting that often, he probably wasn't repenting the first time. So, right? I mean, you all have been there, right? God, I'm so sorry I went out and partied all night. And then, that, then Saturday night comes. God, I'm so sorry I went out and partied all night. Then next Friday comes, oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you weren't sorry or you wouldn't have went out Saturday night. Yeah. Right? None of you guys did that, so I'm glad. It's good to be around such saintly people. <laughs> Look at Hebrews 8:12. God said, for I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness. In other words, when we were unrighteous and, and deserved justice... When you were unrighteous, when me and you had no righteousness of our own, God was merciful to us, and he gave us his righteousness. Glory to God. And see, if God can do that for us, we can do that for others. We can't save them, but we can lead them to it. Amen? 
We can show them a better way. And the first thing you do is you be forgiving. Because an unforgiving person is an unapproachable person. Nobody's coming to you. Why? Because they already have been judged. Right? They don't need to be judged anymore. God said, I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities. I will remember no more. God, if, if God cannot remember, it doesn't say he'll forget. It says he won't remember. That there is a difference. If you forget, you can't remember. Right? But if you choose not to remember, you could. And see, that's true love. If you could not love somebody and you do it anyway, that's love. That's what he's saying. Well, he said, if you love those who love you, what good's that? But when you choose to love somebody that you couldn't love, now you're using the Holy Spirit. Now you're walking in the love of God. Now you're doing something that you can't do, and you're glorifying the Father in the earth. Amen? When we walk in the true gifts of God, they may be gifts that are hard. And people say, well, yeah, I want to I pray in tongues and prophesy. Do you want to forgive? Because it's a gift. Right? Do, do you, do you want to bring peace? Because it's a gift. Do you want to, 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 to bring the kind of peace that brings people back together? That's a gift. Amen? And all these gifts are available through love. Right? You know, so many people, they say, well, yeah, I, you know, I want to serve God. I, I want to I, I do this, and I want to do, I want to go preach, and I want to do, and, and, and somebody says, well, can you forgive? Ah, you know, that's not my thing. <laughs> right? Or better yet, well, it really wasn't my fault. You know, it was, it was this person. And, and justification is not love. Justification is self-justification is selfishness. In other words, it's trying to make you right without you being, you know, without the, and the other person wrong. And, and that's not going to help anybody. Because God gave you the ability not to judge, and, and He justified you. You don't need to be, you know, and, and that's the problem. People get offended when they have to be right. <laughs> if you have to be right, you're going to get offended. Right. Trust me, I've had to be right before. It's very offensive. It's very offensive when somebody comes up to you and says, no, we need to do it this way. And you're like, no, we need to do it this way. You say, well, you're wrong. What? I'm putting you on my list. <laughs> you are now on the list. Every time I think of you from now on, I'm going to think about this conversation. People do it. You could go to him 10 years later and you say, what do you think of this guy? Well, last time I talked to him, he told me I was wrong. And I was right. It was clear. And he still thinks I'm wrong, so I ain't talking to him. You go talk to him. 10 years, you've walked in unforgiveness. wonder where your prayer's been going. See what the ability is? The ability in forgiveness is a, it's a continuing ability, and, and it keeps your prayers going. It keeps, your, it keeps your love walk going. It keeps you in a place where God can use you at a moment's notice. But the minute you get into offense and unforgiveness, then your heart becomes clogged up with things that don't belong there, and, and you become unusable to the Lord. And people say, I don't know why the Lord's not using me, and, and, but I sure don't like that person. Right? I remember when I first went into business, and about seven years later, um, I was teaching Bible study with Rick. And uh, God showed me, he said, 
He said, you know what? You can remember every person that comes into your store that did you wrong, but you might not remember all the ones that did good. He said, that's true unforgiveness. He said, you're holding on to what they did wrong and, and when you need to choose to forgive them. And see, we do that as humans because your carnal mind can't understand forgiveness. It thinks it has to remember what that... It, you're not going to learn anything if you, don't, if, you don't, if you don't watch somebody who messed you up. You need to learn to forgive. Right? Because they didn't mess you up. You should have been led by the Lord before you got involved with it in the first place. And if you'd have done it right... You know, who's to say I did everything right so to where they, they could have been happy with the job they got? Right? See, it's like marriage. You know, you got people that they want to talk about what he did and what she did, but the prayer is, go, go back, there we go, go to Psalm, one, what was it, Psalm 139? There, there's what we're looking for. But the prayer is, Lord, search my heart. If something's going wrong in your life, don't search for somebody else's problem. Right? In, in other words, don't say, well, they did this and they did that, and I just haven't had it, and they, they won't help me, and they don't love me, and the church did this, and the people at the church did that, and my dad was this, and my mom was that. And, and you're blaming everybody. Everybody, except for the person in the mirror which is the one that had all the choices at some point in time in their life. You know, I had, I had somebody tell me a story. It's not scripture, but it's a good story. They said there were two, uh, there were two twin boys, and they had a father, and he was, a, he, was, he was no good. He was a drug addict. He was a swindler. And he was, he was the worst of the worst, as the world would say. And they grew up, and one became very successful. And one became no good, just like his dad. And they asked him the same question. How'd you turn out the way you turned out? And they said, with a dad like mine, how could you do anything else? They both said the same thing. What, what are you saying there? You're saying, you chose. One chose to take it and say, I won't do that. Another chose to say, what, what else can I be? We have a choice. At some point in our life, and parents, if you've got... If you've got young adults, uh, teenagers in your life, there's coming a time where it doesn't matter what you've said. It's time for their choice. Every person will make a choice in some point in their life that they're going to serve the Lord. You can believe God that they'll make that choice, put everything in them that when that opportunity comes, they make it right. But it is coming. Amen? Amen. And, it, and it's going to continue. I know with Ramsey, when, when she was younger in her teens, you know, we're like, hmm, you know, some of the things she does, man, those are really good. And some of those things, hmm. <laughs> you know, and sometimes God said address it, and sometimes God said leave it alone. We're like, God, leave that alone. He goes, yeah, leave it alone. Why? Because she already knew she was wrong. I didn't need to say anything. Right. Saying something at that point is confirming what she already knows. She doesn't need anything else to beat her down. She's beating herself up, and she already knows it's wrong. Amen? And sometimes I didn't listen to God. I beat her up more, and God said, that was dumb. She's now further away from the answer than she would have been if you'd have just kept your mouth shut. Right? Why? Because God's smarter than me. Amen? But as she grew, 
she began to make different choices, good choices, and, and she's still making them. You know, there's times where she'll come to me and she'll ask something. She'll go, Dad, why do you believe this? What's she saying? I heard the same. She heard it through church her whole life. It's not a question anymore of what I believe. It's a question of what she's going to believe. She's finding God for herself, and it's important. And how we got off on that, I don't know, but take it because it's good. It's good. Amen? Psalm 139, verse 23 says, Search me, O God. Know my heart, try me, and know my thoughts. In other words, this is the prayer you pray because you don't know everything about you. People say, I know everything that's in my heart. No, you don't. I have people all the time, they say, well, I know what I'd do if they did that to me. You do not because it hadn't been done to you yet. You don't know what you'll do. You don't know how you'll react until you have that circumstance come up. You'll react depending on what's in your heart. You'll, you'll react according to what, what, what amount of faith you're in. Whether you react right or wrong will be up to you, but it'll be according to what you've put in you or what you've allowed God to, how, how you've allowed God to change you. David, he said, Search me, O God, know my heart, try, try me and know my thoughts. Verse 24, And see if there be any wicked way in me. In other words, if we wanted to pray that prayer today, we could say, is there something keeping me from your best? Is there something in me that would keep me from loving people the way, I, the way you would want me to? Is there something in me that would keep me from the ministry you've appointed me to? Is there something in me? And wicked means twisted. It doesn't mean you can't untwist it. It just means twisted. And what he's saying is you're walking squirrely. There's a wicked way. This, you're going this way, and you're going this way, and you're going this way. And David says, show me what's in me. And that's, that's what people should do. If you're, if you're in a situation and something's not happening, say, God, show me my heart. In other words, the first place to check if, if good things aren't happening in your life is your love walk, not God's love walk. Amen. Right? If you say, why God, you're checking His love walk. Remember what the disciples said, they're out on the ocean and it's storming and, and Jesus comes up, or Jesus is asleep, they wake him up. Don't you care? Well, they're checking Jesus' love walk. You don't need to check Jesus' love walk, it's good. Right? But if things aren't happening, check yours. Have I, am I holding odd against somebody? You, and people say, well, if you're holding odd, you'd know it. You would, but you maybe hit it so far in your heart, you've forgotten it. I didn't say you didn't choose to remember, you've forgotten it. Because if you saw him again, you wouldn't forget it. You'd remember it in a moment. And God's saying, and, and God's telling us, we can take this ability, and he'll show us our heart, and then with the ability also that's in that heart, you can forgive. What, what's that wicked way in me, Lord? What, what did I get offended in about? What did, you know, we, it's, it's so simple so many times we think, well, I don't get offended easy. You probably get offended more easy than you think. Right? And, and the thing about it is, until you ask to see it, you won't. Because people don't want to see it. Why? If they see it, they've got to fix it. 
Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, if something's happened in my house, I'm like, Lord, show me what I can do to be a, a better husband. Show me what I can do to, to help Kim to succeed in everything she's going for. And, and that's, the, you're praying for you to be better, not her. I'm not, you know, my prayer, I could say, Lord, you really need to help Kim. She's messed up right now. She's not treating me right. She, she's not making the same kind of cookies she used to make. She, Lord, she needs help. You know, she's a little snappy. Lord, help her. And, and God would say, look at your heart. What, what, what can you do to make it better? Love is always looking at the best outcome. And not just the best outcome in the immediate. Love looks for the best eternal outcome. Love is infinite and eternal. And when it fixes something, it fixes it from here all the way up. Because it's looking for the best outcome at all times. And and when it looks for that, the prayers become unselfish. They They become motivated towards others and not about others. Amen? If I do pray for Kim, I say, Lord, just give her peace. Help her to receive everything you've got for her and help me to be the kind of husband that it would take for her to do these things. And that's what you're looking for. If you're in a situation where you're saying, he, she, he, she, he, she, he, she, you're both wrong, so what good's it going to do? Everybody that's accusing somebody else of being their problem is wrong. Period. I mean, and that's it. There's no, and people say, well, you don't know. I don't have to know. They're not your problem. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. They're not your problem. Amen? And, and, And the sooner we get rid of the thought that they are, now we can forgive them, and your real problem will come to light. Because most of our real problems... We've got this big thing, and we, we, we look, you know, it's like, what's it say? That we, we hold up the shield of faith, and it, and it quenches all the fiery darts. All the fiery darts we're looking for are the big ones, the ones everybody can see. The, the ones that nobody can see are the unforgiveness, the offense, right? The strife, the division. The, the ones that nobody sees, the, those, everybody says, oh, they're an adulterer, they're a fornicator, they shouldn't be allowed in the church. You're an unforgiver. <laughs> Whew. Wow. You're in the... Jesus placed you in the same book with all them. Why? Because He's given us the ability to forgive. And in doing that, He, put, he brought us up to a level that was with Jesus, seated at the right hand of God. Why? Because that's where people who can forgive are. Amen? Because Jesus was the first forgiver. He forgave everybody. Right hand, right? My other right. <laughs> Glory to God. But, but when, we, when, we, when we ask God this question, show me and then lead me in the right way. First, show me my heart. Show me the ways that I'm going wrong, the ways I'm going about it wrong, the people that, that I'm hurting, the people that I'm not helping, the people that I haven't forgiven. Show me these things. Show me what I've got going on in my heart and then lead me away from that path. Lead me in the right path. Amen? It's so much better because that path is where you're going to find the everlasting way. The, the way 
that, that love wanted to go in the first place because love is everlasting. Love fixes things forever. Love gives eternal answers. It gives an answer that not only helps that person succeed today, but it'll help them succeed for a lifetime. For a lifetime. Every time you think about it, it's like, it's like the rainbow to, to uh, Noah. Every time he saw a rainbow after that, he remembered God's promise. It was a love promise. This is never going to happen again. Amen? I know, I know when, we, uh, when we adopted Ramsey, when she's a little baby, there was all kinds of news reports about people coming back and taking the adopted kids back. And <laughs> we were younger than we are now, but that was still probably bother me today. But, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, man, we just got her, Lord. Just got... We took all the faith, and it literally did. I mean, we had no more faith. And, and most of the faith we had was wrapped up in so much grace and mercy that we couldn't even see the faith anymore. And, and so, I mean, it was, it was God and us, God and us. And, 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 we're, and I'm hearing all this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? And he said, well, God has joined together. Let not man separate. That was my rainbow. That was my rainbow. And every time I saw that from then on, I, saw the, I, I heard that verse. Right? And then, then I forgot about the other because I had a promise. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, what God, that's what love does. Love fixes things to where you don't have to deal with them anymore. Will they still try to come back? Yes, but you don't have to deal with them anymore. Forgiveness. You can forgive somebody. Will it still, with the temptation to unforgive them, come back? Yes. But you don't have to do it anymore. He's taken you to a higher level in love. He's, he's placed you at the right hand in the same place that he placed Jesus Christ. And, and he's, giving, he's given you the ability to, to conquer the things that are keeping other people down. Because the things that are keeping people down aren't sickness. They're the cause of sickness. You know, what allows things into our life that shouldn't be there? That, that's what we need to look at. God, show me my heart. Show me what's allowing things in my life that should not be there. And show me why I'm not just getting rid of them. And, and when, it, when you begin to see these things, then love takes over and, and it begins to bring you up to another level. When, when, when your profession is seeing other people's problems then you're usually overlooking all of yours. He didn't say, I want you to judge when you stand praying. When you stand praying, judge those that you have ought against. Right? No, he said forgive them. And think of in, the, in, the, in what they call the Lord's Prayer, but the prayer, the prayer that Jesus was teaching the disciples, he talked about uh, leading us not in temptation, things things in earth as they are in heaven, and they talked about for let help us to forgive our uh, you forgive our debts as we forgive those who trespass against us. And then, out of all the things he prayed, the only thing he went back to was forgiveness. The only thing that he went back to was forgiveness, because forgiveness. If, if we leave unforgiveness there, it's an offense and it is a block to everything that God's trying to get in you and do through you. You can't even minister on the level that God would have you minister with an offense in you. It's, it's going to limit the power of God working in your life. Amen? But without it, all limitations are off. 
Why? Because you're allowing love to have full force. The same, the same power that created the universe now has full force in your life. The same, the same power that forgave every person that was ever born and ever will be is at full force in your life when you choose to forgive. And that's what you're literally taking the very power of God and using it towards somebody's life when you choose to forgive. And, and, and what God would say is, why wouldn't you want to do that? Why wouldn't you want to do that? Because you can. Amen? Glory to God. I like this. You're helping me. Search my heart. Show, show me if there's any wicked ways in me. Amen? And, and when we look at that, we'll see things a totally different way because he'll start showing you people that, that he put in your life to help that you shunned. He'll show you situations that he had you in to bring peace and you walked away. And then he'll show you another place where you did it right and he'll say, do it like that. Do it like that. Amen? Look at, Mark, look at Matthew 5. Here's some abilities we don't like to have. Matthew 5.38 says, You've heard that it's been said, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Judgment, right? Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. That's judgment. And he said, you've heard about judgment. Verse 39. But I say unto you, don't resist evil. In other words, don't, don't, don't judge that. Love it. Don't judge it. Love it. Don't, don't throw justice at it. Throw mercy at it. And, and then he goes into it. He, says, he said, Whosoever shall smite you on the right cheek. It, now, by nature, your flesh does not want to turn the other cheek when somebody <laughs> hits you on the right cheek. Right? By nature. But by love, you can do it. He's not telling us to do something we can't do. He gives us the ability to do it when he tells us to do it. Amen? And, and, and you hear people that, the, uh, people that are easily offended, and you, you, they tell you your story, and they said, you know, that person came up to me. I had just done everything I did, could do. I was doing my best. I worked night and day to make that happen. And they came to me, and they said this, and they said that. It was like a slap in the face. Was it now? What's your next choice? Turn the other and get slapped again. Or get offended and back up a lot of steps. Amen? Offense is, is sneaky because it seems okay. It was like a slap in the face. And that person actually says, yeah, it was. You should be mad. And, and you know what? I'm going to tell five other people so they can be mad with me. I'm mad. You're mad. They're going to be mad. And we're going to get on this and we're going to be mad. Because it's not right and we want some justice here. And now you've got a whole church full of mad people. Right? Offense is an ugly thing. And, and the thing about it is, as Christians, we have a control of our feelings. We don't have to be led by, by our feelings. I, I got this new thing that every time I feel a feeling coming up, I just go... <laughs> you know why? Because everybody says you wear your feelings on your sleeve. I don't need them. 
I'm not saying I don't need feelings. I need my feelings to be in my control. I want to have compassion when I have compassion. If I want to cry, I'll cry. Right? If I, if I want to feel good, I'll feel good. If I want to be upset, then I'll get over it. Right? I don't want to wear my feelings on my sleeve where they control me. Because we don't, we don't have to be controlled by our feelings. People say, well, I'm mad and I'm going to be mad. Yes, you are. Until you decide not to be mad. You know, they're waiting for God to make them unmad. God gave you the ability to be unmad. Is that a word? It is. Unmad. Pretty sure it's in the dictionary. Unmad. Look it up. But he's given us the ability to, to be unmad. He, he's given us the ability to walk where these things don't even affect us. Why? Because he walked through people taunting him, smacking him. He walked through people spitting on him, pulling out his beard, uh, whipping him, beating him. And he loved. He loved. He refused not to go through that. That's huge. And all he's asking us to do is forgive. That's all he's saying. He said, I want you to forgive. You know why I want you to forgive? It's good for you. Amen. It's good for you. If you'll forgive, then you're allowing my love to work in and through you. And as you allow that love to work in and through you, you glorify me and you show others the true gospel. You show others that there's more to being a Christian than just saying I'm a Christian. It's a, there's, there's a God-given ability in being a, a man and woman of God that when somebody smacks you on the cheek, you can say, hey, I got another one. And at the end of that, I'm still going to love you. Anybody read Crossing the Switchblade years and years ago? Remember what, what was it, Davy Wilkerson, is that his name? What he said to, to Nicky Cruz? I listen to that tape over and over again. If you're really young, you don't know anything about it. But... but he said, he said, don't you know I can cut you to pieces? And he said, you could cut me to pieces and every piece would say I love you. I may be telling the story a little wrong, but that's what he said. That's, that's Christianity. That, that's true love of God. That's somebody who's forgiving because he knows everything he's done. He knows everything he's been. And he's showing him the true love of God. That not, and people say, well, man, if, if a person can forgive me, for sure God can. Because then they know that it had to be God that helped that person. Because they know in themselves they don't have that ability. People are going to be mean. Right? <laughs> You've ever been mean? You ever woke up on the wrong side of the bed? Snapped at your wife? Huh? Told the dog to shut up. I'm not going to say kicked it. <laughs> Told the dog to shut up and get out. And you're not feeding it today. And, huh? Told your kids they're grounded and they didn't even do anything. <laughs> our flesh is selfish and it's mean. But our new reborn spirit and our renewed mind it can think like God and our spirit can act like the Father and we can do things through Christ. We can have a slap in the face and we can turn the other cheek. It, because why? We didn't get offended by the first slap. The minute you get offended, you're done being slapped. But you become the slapper. Do you want to become the slapper? People say, well, I do. Somebody slap me, slap them back. Well, 
That's up to you. If God told you to slap him back, I guess that's okay. But that's not what God's asked us to do. He said, I don't want you, I don't want you to return evil for evil. He said, I don't, want, I don't want you to do it that way. He said, I, 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 I reign on the just and the unjust all the same. What's, what's he literally saying? I love them just as much as I love you. I, I died for them just as much as I died for you. I rose again for them just as much as I rose again for you. So you're not looking at them right. And I want to change your vision. So if, if you'll not get offended and you'll turn the other cheek, I can show you something bigger than you ever thought you'd see. Why? Because you'll begin to see the love of God. And when you see the vastness of that love, when you see, when you see true mountain-moving faith, the mountain-moving faith that moves it out for everybody, not just you, that's, that's the faith that brings people in and that draws men to God because it's the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. When we use our faith out of the love of God that's in us, when we forgive somebody by faith, when we, when we choose to stay out of strife no matter what, when we walk in the love of God, and that, and that word walk means to abide in. It means to live in. It's not just, it's not just, I'm in love with God, I'm in love with God. It means this is who you are. You are somebody who loves like God at all points. And when we choose to be that, we, we become unstoppable. And we become a light that can't be extinguished. Amen? Verse 39, uh, verse, uh, where was I, 39, 40? said, if a man will sue you at law and take away your coat, let him have your cloak also. Well, there's a hard one. Well, I'm going to get me a lawyer. If they try to sue me, I'm suing them right back. I, I ain't taking my stuff. You know what? Jesus didn't say be right. <laughs> right? See, you've got a choice here. You can either have your rights or be right. Amen? We can have our right, our right to be mad, our right to be offended, our right to be unforgiving, or we can be right and love. You know, th- these things sound hard, but God is who ga- is giving us the ability to do it. It's not, it's not something we have to do on our own. Amen? Verse, um, verse thir- 41, And whosoever shall sh- compel you to go a mile, go with them too. You know, people always say, go the extra mile. Well, you know what? Go the extra mile, but go for the right reason. Not just because somebody told you to go the extra mile. Go the extra mile because it helps them. Everything that God's telling us to do, He's saying, I want to work through you to do something in you and through you. And if you'll allow this to happen, you'll see my love in a greater aspect than you'll ever, you've ever seen it before. And you'll, you'll see how it can affect other people's lives in a way you've never seen it before. But you have to yield to this love. You have to yield to forgiveness. You have to yield to, to not being offended. And, and it's the greatest defense to your heart. If you, you, if you refuse to be offended, your heart will be defended. And, 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 and things that would get in and block the things that God would do through you, that, then, then they won't be there any longer because you won't have offense. You won't have unforgiveness. Your prayers, they'll, they'll be, you'll, you'll find your prayers will be different. You know, instead of praying, Lord, Lord, help them, they're messed up, you say, Lord, help me to help them. D- use me somehow 
give me something or send other people to them if I can't. I don't care how they get helped. I just want them helped. And that's the person that just slapped you on the right cheek. But now you can turn the other cheek because you don't care because you know what they really need is Jesus. Amen? Glory to God. He's helping us, guys. He's helping me. I hope he's helping you. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 13. Can't get through this whole thing without looking at that. This, this is the abilities. When you read 1 Corinthians 13, this is ability. This isn't just what, what we should do. It's what we can do. The, these are things we can do. I'm going to read it in the uh, New Living. Amen? 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse 4, it says, Love is patient and kind. You know, people say, well, you know, sometimes I just wake up and I, I, don't, I, I don't feel very kind. But you can be kind. You know, that's what we have to realize. When you're loving, when you're reading these verses, there's nothing in here you can't do because everything in here is in you. And you can't fool God because you can't say, God, I can't do that because he's already put it in you to do. Amen? Love is patient and kind. It's not jealous or boastful. Jealous and boastful are two of the little darts. They're two of the little darts that slip underneath uh, all your big things that you think are bigger than everything else. Jealous and boastful, those are things, covetousness, those are things that we don't even think, well, that's not a dart. Sickness is a, is a dart. You know, sickness and poverty and, you know, that, that, those are the darts of the enemy. No, the darts of the enemy are the things he would use to draw you away from love. Those are the darts of the enemy. Those, those are the thing your shield, your shield should be up high looking for. Amen? Love is never je- jealous or boastful or proud or rude. All these are little darts. Anytime, you, anytime you, you go to a restaurant and you're not getting your way and you become more rude than the person that's being rude back to you, that, that waitress is just rude. Get me the manager. You were just rude. Well, but they just didn't treat me right. Oh, you need justification. What, what do we need there? We need love. How, the only way you're going to affect that situation for the good is through the love of God. It doesn't matter who, how people treat you. It's how you treat them that will be remembered. If you treat them as poorly as they treated you, they'll say, yeah, that's what Christians are like. They're, they're no different than we are. And you'll say, well, we aren't any different, but we have abilities beyond yours. Amen? We are different, and we can act different. It does not demand its own way. You know, that, that in itself is, is huge, because the minute you demand your own way, then, then, you've got, then you're in the wicked way. Right? You need God to search your heart and show you, and he'll say, well, look over here, you had to have your way. You, you, this person was trying to talk to you, but you had to have your way, and you shot them down. Uh, you were going over here, and people told you you need to go here, and you said, you said, shut up, I'm going here. And you had to have your own way, right? There's many things where we had to have our own way, and the flesh has to have its own way. Basically, love and the flesh, they're, they're, they're at odds against each other. Love's not irritable. You wake up irritable one morning, say, I'm not irritable. I don't have to be irritable. I'm walking in the love of God. I'm kind. I'm patient. Every day, I'm not jealous. 
I'm happy when people are winning. I'm happy when they're getting their when their their vision list is coming to pass. I'm happy with whatever's happening to my brother that makes me happy. And here's the big one. And it keeps no record of wrong of of being wronged. That is forgiveness. That is true forgiveness. It keeps no record of being wrong. When we choose to walk in this kind of love, and, and we operate in no record of wrongs, and people come to you and say, did you see what they just did to you? I say, no. I saw it, but they need Jesus. Do you watch the, you know, if you guys watch the news every night, and, and you'll, you will find yourself judging and being mad at everything, everybody that doesn't agree with your opinion. Right, and and what they really need me and Kim were watching the night after Wednesday night prayer, and we were looking. We we watched some people saying something, and and our flesh started crawling, and, and immediately we had to beat our flesh down. And said they need Jesus. Yeah. What what are, you, what are you doing? You immediately take the flesh out, put the love in. They need Jesus. They need Jesus. They don't need somebody telling them they're wrong. They need somebody showing them what's right. They need Jesus. And when we go to that length and we refuse to keep record of wrongs and we refuse to keep record of wrongs done to us and we forgive, we're ready to forgive. When you, when you have the love of God in you, you don't, have to, you don't have to work up to forgiveness. The minute somebody asks, you're so happy, you give them a hug because you had forgiveness all along. That's what God does to you. When you come forward, He rejoices. Why? Because He had forgiveness waiting on you. He had salvation there, and it was exciting for him. And when we do those things, we, become, we begin to operate at a level where we can pray, where we can grow the church. The, the church people will begin to come in. Why? Because the goodness of God leads men to repentance. The goodness of God is the forgiveness of God. It's the, it's the love of God. It's the things. It's not just you got a new house. It's not that you drive a nice car. All those are a byproduct of serving God. But the goodness of God is what he did in your life. And if, if what He did in your life doesn't show, then you never show the goodness of God. Because the goodness of God is He forgave your sins. Stand to your feet. The goodness of God is that He blotted them out. And He puts your name in the Lamb's book of life. You know, when, when the disciples came to Him and said, Man, the demons are, are, are subject to us at your name. And He said, That's great. But the goodness of God is having your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The goodness of God is being saved. The goodness of God is knowing what God did for you at such a high level that you do the same for everyone else that you meet. Amen? Forgiveness is powerful. It it saved you and me from hell. That's how powerful it is. And, And if it was that powerful to me and you... It'll be just that powerful through me and you. And glory to God, we'll see things happening in our prayer lives, in our walks with Christ that, that we were not seeing before. But allow God to show you your heart. If you've been going through something and it just seems like you keep going through it and you keep going through it and you keep going through it, don't, don't search for what God's doing wrong. Search, tell Him to search your heart and show you. It, it, you're looking for another scripture when all He's saying is, I just need you to love. You know, Miss, it was Miss Gloria Copeland that said, any time that I'm, I'm believing for something and, it's, and, and it seems to be I'm coming up against a wall, I don't know how she exactly said it, should I check my love walk? 
She doesn't say, I check to see if there's another scripture I don't know, or if I'm doing this scripture wrong, or if I'm believing this wrong. I check my love walk. That's what David was saying. Search me. See if there's any wicked ways in me. Right? And then lead me in the right way. Glory to God. You guys got a song?